Welcome to episode 28 of Shane Talks, the Time Loop episode. Uh, tonight, Jason and I are drinking Vince Van Mango. It is a mango uh, fruited sour from Sun King. It's absolutely delicious. Nice sour, tastes like orange juice. But we're going to jump right into this episode tonight. Jason and I are here. And Jason, what do you want? What, what Time Loop movie do you want to start the show off with? I don't know. I mean, if you don't care, then I've got one I really want to. It is literally my favorite time loop movie. I'm really excited to wa- uh, to talk about it. I know you haven't watched it, which is a bummer, but it's from 1993 with Jonathan Silverman, and it's called 1201. It's based on a like book from the 1960s. Um, it was actually made into a movie like two years before this one. Uh, like there's a 1991 version of this movie based on the same book. Um, I've never seen that one, but this one was a like CBS made for TV movie. Uh, CBS or Fox, it might have been Fox. Um, it stars Jonathan Silverman, uh, Helen Slater, who was uh, Supergirl in the like yeah. '80s. Supergirl uh, is in it. Jeremy Piven, what's that? He's also in Secret of My Success. Oh, yep, yep. Uh, Jeremy Piven plays his best friend and like his coworker at his job. Uh, so he, I mean, they're both funny, but like Piven's supposed to be like the comedic sidekick buddy uh, role. Yeah. Um, and then Martin Landau plays their boss. At, like, I can't remember it. It's like an office building, but it's like a science office building. Like they're just like lowly nobodies that work in cubicles at like this science. Like um, uh, Helen Slater plays like a doctor at this place, and like Jonathan Silverman is obsessed with her. So once the time loop starts happening, every single day he's going out of his way to like make contact with her. Because like in the in the first iteration of the day, I think he like bumps into her by accident when like and like spills her coffee on her or something like. Um, so then in every iteration, he, like, makes sure that, like, he gets to talk to her or, like, you know, goes out of his way to, like, run into her while they're at work. Um, it's kind of just, like, him trying to get with her through the whole thing. And it does the it does the funny trope at the beginning where, like, he tries to kill himself in a bunch of different ways because, like, he doesn't understand what's going on. And then he does the thing where he's like, well, now that I know everything that's going on, I'm just going to have fun with everything every day. Um, but he pretty much tries to pursue her for the majority of the, of the loop movie. And like, it came out right around the same time as Groundhog Day. And the reason I like this one so much more is because I feel like there's actually like a real explanation in the third act about like what's going on. And, you know, it turns into a science fiction movie where like Groundhog Day is not a sci-fi movie. Um, but because I like science fiction, like I really enjoy this movie as a time loop movie. You get the answer at the end as to why things are happening. Um, but really enjoyable. Welcome to episode 28 of Shane Talks, the time loop episode. Tonight, Jason and I are drinking Vincent Van Mango, the uh, mango fruited sour from Sun King. Literally tastes like alcoholic orange juice, and it is delicious. So Jason and I are here tonight. We're going to talk about time loop movies. Uh, you got any time loop movies that you specifically want to start with, Jason? Um, if you don't know, I have one called 1201 that I'm really excited to talk about. If it's okay with you, uh, yeah. no, oh, we can do that one later. Okay. But, um, Palm Springs. Paul, oh, all right. That's a good one to start with. Palm Springs, a Hulu movie that came out last summer. <laughs> uh, it was uh, Andy Samberg and Christina Milati, uh, or Kristen Milati, um, Hulu original movie that I absolutely loved and had a blast with. Uh, go ahead and talk about it since you decided you wanted to pick that one. Um, yeah, uh, we mentioned it on one of our other podcasts at some point in time. I think it was uh, when we were talking about the great things from 2020. Yep. So uh, everybody's just um, 
I, I mean, you either like Andy Samberg or you don't, right? So for the most part, he plays the same kind of person that he always plays, um, which is fine. And um, just the silly, the silliness in him. And uh, with, and it's just this, like you said, time loop where he keeps, um, they're at a wedding, a destination wedding in the, in like the middle of the desert. And, uh, and he, and basically it boils down to, he knows that it's happening and he accidentally gets, um, oh my goodness, you said her name. Kristen Malati. Yeah. He gets her caught in the time loop by accident, mm-hmm. even though he not to get her ta- caught in the time loop. Yep. And then, so then she's trying to figure out things, but like you said, with, um, uh, with other things that like you see the funny moments of them trying to kill themselves and trying to come up with clever ways to do weird things and then like uh, messing things up constantly on purpose sure. and then just resetting itself. And it's just uh it's a sweet film. Um, well, well J.K. Simmons part of the movie is really fun also, like uh, at the beginning, not knowing that he is also in the time loop and then throughout it, the movie, you find out that he is also. And you like the story arc for him a yeah. lot. Uh, even though you, I mean, he plays this crazy character at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, it it just it goes really well for his character. Oh yeah, in the way that it happens. So yeah, uh, just a sweet film. It's on Hulu. If you have Hulu, watch it. I highly recommend it to anybody who has Hulu. So and really. I really enjoy like uh, eventually through the movie how deep into sci-fi it ends up turning out to be for the movie. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, when uh, when there's uh, time loop movies, one of the things that's a big deal for me in a time loop movie is like I need to know why the time loop is happening. Like that's my biggest complaint with Groundhog Day is the fact that I literally hate the fact that there's no like real explanation for what's going on in Groundhog Day. He just keeps reliving the same day over and over again. This at least gives me a good understanding of why this time loop was and not even necessarily why the time loop was happening, but what was causing it and and how to stop it. Yeah. I would totally agree. Welcome to episode 28 of Shane Talks, the Time Loop episode. Tonight, Jason and I are drinking Vince Van Mango. It's a fruited sour from Sun King Brewery. Uh, It tastes like um, a sour orange juice. Really delicious flavor. So, Jason, um, we're going to talk about Time Loop episodes now. Is there any specific one that you want to start with? I am not in the mood to talk about 1201. Let's talk about the two Happy Death Day movies instead. Oh, all right. Happy Death Day is a great franchise. Um, I absolutely loved the first movie for the fact that it like made fun of the slasher genre. Uh, you've got a character who you absolutely hate at the beginning of the movie. I mean, you don't hate her, but she you can tell that she's a bitch to everybody and like not a good character. Uh, so her arc through the first film of like reliving that same day, dying every night, like the slasher aspect of the movie is, is great. How this this uh, killer is hunting her down every single day and she has to keep dying. Um, really, really had fun with it. Really enjoyed it. It actually has a couple of twists at the end that outside of the time loop aspect worked really well for like how to resolve this movie. I, yeah. Uh, what's interesting to me is with the first one being a slasher flick, they moved on to like a science fiction, a science fiction flick on the second movie. Yeah. Uh, it makes me wonder if, like, the third movie is going to end up being something about a zombie apocalypse or something. <laughs> that would be insane. Like, what, what's what you know, uh, if they ever get to make the third movie, which sure. I know they're talking about it. So, uh, I think after I think I read that after the success of Freaky last year, that like they've kind of told the director to start working on a third script. Like, I, I think, think it, 
things going to happen sooner than later. It's definitely, and you know, the first one, like you said, is better than the second one. It is. Um, but the second one's kind of trying to flip itself on its head. Like, and that's um, what I appreciate about it. Like, they could have just done the, oh, we're going to do another slasher movie again and change, you know, things in that. Um, but they, they took it in a completely different direction. They went from, like you said, making it a, a slasher repeating day to a science fiction repeating day. And it's really cool that, like, in the first 15 minutes of the second movie, you you get the kind of real understanding of what was going on in the first movie. Like, the first movie kind of gives you an, a, a decent enough conclusion to, like, how she stops the time loop. But then when you get to the second movie... Go ahead. I was going to say, I always thought, like, it was something because of her dying. And I think I told you this when we watched it. Uh, she has a cross that she keeps because mm-hmm. of her mom. Yeah. And, uh, and I seriously thought, like, it was, like, her mom giving her that chance to... Re- like, because you don't oh, have sure. yep. the actual answer, I always... I, uh, I came up with the own conclusion of that it was uh, like her mom's spirit guiding her to reset that day until she could make it out alive somehow. But um, I'm happy with the way that they went. Yeah. A lot more supernatural than science fiction, but I'm totally cool with uh, what they did. It was awesome. And like, yeah. Yeah. I don't really want to spoil the second one, so I won't say what I was going to say, but yeah, the, the, sci-fi aspect that they threw into the second one to make it work the way it does was really kind of cool. I totally agree. Welcome to episode 28 of Shane Talks, the time loop episode. Today, Jason and I are drinking Vince Van Mango. It's a uh, mango-fruited sour from Sun King. Tastes kind of like alcoholic orange juice. It's uh, really delicious. Um, Jason, uh, where would you like to start tonight with the time loop episodes? You got one in specific you want to start with? Well, um, I've never seen 1201, but it okay. sounds interesting. Okay. Springs is really good. Um, really enjoy I, that movie. Glad we both enjoyed uh, the Happy Death Day movie. Mm-hmm. And but uh, it's fun and enjoyable. Let's just talk about a movie that I just recently saw for the first time, right. Source Code. Oh, uh, yeah, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Yeah, Duncan Jones directed it. And uh, so, and, um, Michelle Monaghan's in it. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. Like, I, it was one of those ones where I wanted to see it when it came out because Jones um, sure. had done Moon, yep. which I both love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of his past credits, I wanted to see this. And then I thought it was, I, you know, uh, you and I were both into time loop movies, oh, especially yeah. time loop movies. And uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is always fun to watch. So, uh, I always find Michelle Monaghan like, like, uber adorable. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think of her as like hot in any manner, but I like. I think she's like super cute. Sure. Um, yeah. But she uh, she's awesome in the movie. I like the part that she plays, mm-hmm. uh, and um, I like the sci-fi aspect of it. And um, that they why they they explain to you why he can relive these eight minutes. I was, I was gonna say it's a slightly different version from a normal time loop movie. Like in, in a general time loop movie, you've got one character reliving it the same day. You don't know why when he dies, the day just resets. This one doesn't even necessarily start out that way. Like you're on the train with him, and he's you're experiencing his disorientation of what we assume is the first time he's done it. Uh, so we as a viewer don't really understand what's going on. And then 
I I don't I don't believe they pull a lot of trickery at the beginning. I think like after those eight minutes, like all of a sudden we're like on the outside world, being explained what's going on with him. Well, and what's interesting about this movie is that I think it it makes me wonder if they change the ending after some really? of like test screenings. What makes you ask that? Because like there's a part. Huh? Oh, sorry, you were breaking up a little bit. Well, what'd you say? Uh, you broke up a little bit, so I didn't hear after you said you think that they ch- might have changed the ending. Uh, it, so uh, there's a point in the movie where it has what could be a definite ending. Okay. And they continue it after that. Okay, um, that's true. I'm, and there's a point in time where, with I don't want to try and give too much away, but uh, what happens is something that is kind of like hauntingly beautiful. Okay. And then they do the future, like the next 10 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and it completely changes the mood, the ending of that mood, um, or the, sorry, the ending of the movie's mood mm-hmm. um, for me. And um, so it's, it's nice. And uh, the movie's good. Um I thought it was going to be a little bit more intense than it was. Okay. It might be because I was just watching it at home. It probably might've been different if I was in the, if I had seen it in the theater, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, really solid movie. A lot of fun. Not bad that I paid five bucks for it. So yeah, it's definitely worth five bucks. Five dollar bin at Walmart. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I really enjoy, I really enjoy the, the, the outside sci-fi aspect of like why he's reliving those same eight minutes over and over again. Um, I, I think it's a really cool concept of what happened to his character and what caused him to be in the position that he's in, uh, like in the quote-unquote real world. Um, and then I, uh, the sci-fi aspects in the third act of, of time manipulation I thought were very very well handled and, and a pretty interesting thing like to throw into a time loop movie, to throw this other sci-fi aspect into it, I was like, oh, you're going to do this? Okay, that's pretty cool. And I like the payoff with that. I think that's what you were alluding to a few minutes ago. I like the uh, I like the payoff that happens with that. So yeah, Source Code, really fun movie. I totally agree with you. Really enjoyed it. I thought both the leads were really awesome. But actually, all well, three of I love Vera Farmiga in that movie also. Yeah, she's good. Uh, and but the interesting thing to me is Duncan Jones goes and makes Moon, which blew me out of the water. Like oh, yeah. I, uh, I was so glad that I saw that when it came out. Um, but then he went and made Warcraft, which got horribly panned. Have I you ever seen it? it? No, I never watched it. It's not. It's not good, but it's nowhere near as bad as what they. It, it was literally like all of the building blocks for something that they thought would have been completely massive. Oh, really? Got to do anything else with it? But it was huge overseas. Like really? it was huge box office smash uh in in all the other markets it was just it didn't make much money here and they were talking about making a sequel of it and just releasing it overseas because of how well oh, it did wow. it. um but yeah like the and so it's and, and i know other people who have seen it and said that it's crap or whatever but it's and it's not great mm-hmm. it, I'm not, i have no delusions of grandeur for this movie but it it's entertaining enough, and I think that was another one I bought on iTunes for five bucks. Right I was somewhat interested, so it's nowhere near as bad as Dungeons and Dragons. I can tell you that. 
Welcome to episode 28 of Shane Talks, the time loop episode. Tonight, Jason and I are drinking Vince Van Mango. It is a mango-fruited sour from Sun King. Really tastes like uh, alcoholic sour orange juice. It's absolutely delicious. So, Jason, uh, anywhere you want to start tonight for uh, the time loops? Right into Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. All right, that's a really good one. Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt. I think it was like five or six years ago, maybe a little bit longer, somewhere around yeah, there. Lyman directed it. Yep. Um, it's one of those movies that I wish I owned on 3D. I don't. Um, just was that released because in 3D? It was, and he shot it in 3D. And oh, it was man. really, and like the 3D, I would imagine would have been awesome. Yeah, I don't so, remember watching it in 3D. Yeah, I don't think I did either yeah. when we watched theater but it's definitely something that um i really enjoy this movie with the fact that you get a full explanation as to why he's in this time loop exactly uh, it's really quick in the beginning yeah like the first 15 minutes they're like this is why he's in the time loop and there's just like you know like all of them have this funny moment where like where they're killing themselves or whatever Like what I like about this one is it's him trying to figure out how to get to this certain spot and yep. and and uh, he's not even intentionally killing himself. He just keeps into, like they have this whole like montage of him just dying because of the fact that he just keeps misstepping at the wrong time. And and it's funny. It's entertaining. Um, I'm one of those people who believes Tom Cruise doesn't make. He might make bad movies, sure. but he's enjoyable enough in almost every single role he ever plays. Like, I, I don't like The Mummy. The Mummy sucked as a movie. That's what but I was like, just thinking about. I don't blame him necessarily. I mean, like, I think he produced that one, but yeah. it's like there, there was aspects of it that weren't right, but I don't blame him for it. And I don't think he was out of place doing that role. Um, but I really, um, but like Edge of Tomorrow, Top Gun, Days of Thunder, like he, he's always Tom Cruise. Like yep. even in Impossible, he's Tom Cruise. Yep. I'm okay with that. It's kind of like The Rock, right? Like you're like he has this niche. He knows what he's doing. He's always going to run in a movie. <laughs> I yeah. yeah, literally runs in every movie. Isn't it in his contract? Something like that. It's ridiculous. Somebody, it's in his contract that he has to run at some point. It's it's uh, fun to go on YouTube and just type in Tom Cruise running and finding the montages people have put together from all of his movies, where he just runs this way and then he runs this way and then he runs this way and then he runs that way. Like it's a lot of fun to watch those men, but I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. So what was it? I don't know if he uh, ran in a few good men, but I know that it, hmm. I can't remember if he did or not. Who knows? He's probably working out at some point. And <laughs> sure. So, so that's in the movie. He's probably um, running down to Justice Hallway or something, like late to court or something. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but, but Emily Blunt's really good in this movie. Oh, yeah. You believe that she's a badass. Um, she's. Um, this is one of those ones that we, I think we read about it when it came out that they did another, they did test screenings and they were like, well, the, the ending, the ending's a little bit too dark. We need to go a little bit lighter on this ending. And so they, they changed up the oh, ending. Yeah, of the- yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, but um, I, I would have liked to have just seen the original ending personally. Uh, have just you because- read what the like? Do you know what the original ending was? Like, it took me a minute to remember what the theatrical ending was, but do you know what the original one was? I do. Okay. Uh, I don't want to ruin it for our viewers, so you okay. and I can. Talk about that some yeah, talk about that later. I'm very curious to know what the original ending was. 
but yeah, a fantastic movie, lots of action, lots of cool sequences, um, and and a whole lot of fun. Yeah, and Just, I, I I enjoy the fact that when Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt finally meet each other, um, and not that I would say chemistry, but they 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 play well off of each other so that when we then spend the next 30 minutes of her training him it actually likes it, it feels good and fun having those two characters doing their training sequences together like you're yeah. I, I enjoy watching them fighting each other and her training him because like unlike most tom cruise movies like tom cruise isn't a badass at the beginning of this movie like he's just kind of like a, a hoedown guy and then, like, she has to train him so that he can be the soldier he needs to be to accomplish his mission. And so, like, watching their sparring scenes are a lot of fun. I feel like I feel like their chemistry helped make that section of the movie a lot more fun to watch. Absolutely. Fantastic film. Welcome to episode 28 of Shane Talks, the time loop episode. Tonight, Jason and I are drinking Vince Van Mango. It is a mango-fruited sour from Sun King here in Indianapolis. It's an absolutely delicious, like, orange juice, sour, like, just really delicious beer that I'm enjoying. Uh, so, Jason, tonight, uh, what's the first time loop movie you want to talk about? Hmm. What's that, what's that grin you got on your face, dude? Remember that time you confided in me that you admitted that you enjoyed oh, that my God. Mean girl time loop movie before oh. I fall? The one that you're not really meant for the demographic on that? I am not. The de- I was like a 37-year-old dude watching this movie about 16-year-old girls. Like, it's so not a movie. I sh- it's not even a movie I should watch, let alone like. Like, I mean, like. Well, I mean, it's out there. Yes, I watched the movie Before I Fall. Uh, it's it's a time loop movie with like 16 or 18-year-old girls in it. Um, I didn't get to watch it at the theater. Um, I, I, I waited till it hit – no, I waited till it hit Netflix. Um, so, yeah, uh, when I see a preview for a movie that's a time loop movie, I have to know why the time loop is happening. I, I I just can't not like I I saw the preview and I was like I need to know what's causing this girl to relive the same day, and again I at least waited a year or two till it was available on Netflix. But I watched it and I can't lie like I kind of enjoy it like uh, along the lines of Happy Death Day like you've got these these female like teen teeny bopper girls at the beginning that that are like the mean girls like they're they're all bitches to everybody and like not not characters that you're supposed to like. And then throughout the course of looping her day, she, the main character that's looping the day discovers that like, these aren't really my friends or like, I should be nicer to other people that used to be my friends. And it's kind of just this whole like, oh, I'm dating this like douchebag guy, but this other guy that I've known my whole life should really be my boyfriend because he's really nice and sweet to me. Like, I mean, and I guess I, I mean, I'm rewatching Dawson's Creek right now, man. Like when it's, when it's, teenage stuff like i don't know it, it takes me back like it's it's sad nostalgia <laughs> so they got me uh you haven't watched this movie yet have you no i have not Yeah, because you're not the demographic for it i'm not gonna lie to you like watching the trailer i remember it coming to the theater mm-hmm. and um i've watched really bad movies before so like the fact that you somewhat like this movie yeah like so maybe it's maybe it's worth my time to go ahead and log in and see this film. It's, so. It won't be a waste of your time. It's nothing like magical or amazing or anything. It's it's, it's very by the numbers time loop movie. Uh, you get to the end and you're like, eh, okay, I guess that makes sense. Like 
it's kind of a little different. The twist ending's a little different than most time loop movies, but like getting to that point, it's all the same. She, like, she kills herself in in funny ways just to like you know reboot her day or whatever, and it is what it is. Um, it's not a waste of two hours of your time. Like it, it it's probably one of the better time loop movies I've seen because it gives you enough of an answer. Like, I won't say it, like, flat out tells you why her day was looping, but it gives you enough of an answer for you to just assume you know what was going on. Gotcha. Um, It's not a waste of your time. Welcome to episode 28 of Shane Talks, the time loop episode. Tonight, Jason and I are drinking Vince Van Mango. It's a mango-fruited sour from Sun King Brewery. Tastes kind of like, um, uh, boozy orange juice. It's got some sour flavor to it. It is absolutely delicious. So, Jason, uh, time loop movies, where do you want to start at tonight? Well, there's so many good options. Sure. Why don't we start with a bad option? Oh, okay. Try out Ark. You saw that one, right? Oh, I did. The Netflix movie. Dude, what is with Netflix? Like, stop <sighs> making crap movies. Like, just because a script comes across your desk doesn't mean you have to make it. I wanted to like this one because Robbie Amell's in it, yeah. and I was you know, oh, he's cool. Uh, he's funny and babysitter and babysitter killer queen. And like, I liked him when he was on the CW um, Arrowverse. Like, so, and he's fine in Code Eight. Um, uh, but like, so I was pumped to watch this movie, and then I watched this movie, and I just like. Y- What's really interesting about it for me is the fact that it feels like it could be awesome at sure. any moment. Sure. Like you're just watching it and you're just like, please just do something that's so cool that I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. I waited an hour and a half to get to this point and they never do it. It just mm-hmm. keeps falling short every single time. And like yeah. I said, last podcast, Netflix green lights things just because they can get certain people in it probably. And they want original content and they don't care if it's good content or not. And it's like, just make me some good movies, man. I just want, I'd watch more and more of their Netflix movies if I got hooked on them better. Sure. So, well, and when the trailer came out, obviously it's a time loop movie. So my first thing was, I have to watch this. Like, I need to know what's going on and like, why is the day looping? And, and, you know, how does he get out of it? And I just feel like they, I feel like they tried to be too smart with it. Like, they tried to do way too many things where they were like, oh, well, this person, for the first seven loops, you think they work for this guy, but they actually don't. They're actually working for this guy. And this chick that he wakes up in bed with, you think this about her, but you later find out she's actually doing this. And I'm just like, like, are you guys trying to, like, Shyamalan me every five minutes? Like, what, what is your point in, like, changing every character, every loop? And, like, I mean, I, 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 I will say that I did enjoy the end of the movie where it explained the hows and the whys of like why arc was doing what it was doing to people and it does something that that i find enjoyable the only the thing i do find enjoyable about it is how it has the ability to affect more than our main character like most time most time loop movies it's just one guy who's living the same day over and over again and then i love your pint glass and then in this movie um depending on other factors, other people can be affected by the time loop also. So when they, when that starts happening, I'm like, Oh, okay, well this is a little bit different. I, I enjoy that. But as blah as the movie was, and as many twists as they tried to put in it, the, the last iteration of the loop where you like find out 
the the real twist of the whole thing. I was like, all right, like that was cool, but it took a long time to get to this, and I didn't really enjoy the ride. Totally agree. Welcome to episode 28 of Shame Talks, the time loop episode. Tonight, Jason and I are drinking Vince Van Mango. It is a mango-fruited sour from Sun King here in Indianapolis. Uh, it tastes kind of like an alcoholic orange juice. It's really absolutely delicious. Uh, so, Jason, anywhere you want to start specifically talking about time loop movies tonight? Look, let's be honest. Nobody wants us to talk about any other time loop movie except for Groundhog's Day. Oh, I know. You're not wrong. Everybody who's ever listened to this podcast and any anything that this movie has ever been brought up knows that I am not a fan of Groundhog Day. Well, you cannot like Bill Murray in that movie. And, but, uh, he's yeah, just I, a character that I don't like and I don't relate to. Like from the beginning of it, I don't enjoy his character. Yeah, but you know, it's kind of like what that 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 teeny bopper movie that you love so much before <laughs> I fall. Wait, I uh, like that. Where you yeah, all bring was... up before I fall, man. Like, you don't need to bring that up. We'll get back to that. We'll, okay. We'll get there. Anyway, so you have this whole moment where, like, you have this asshole, or in before I fall, uh, all the bitches, and and yeah. you just what what it is that's making him tick, and what what he's got going on in his life that he wants to fix. And so, yeah, like, I've got no problem with Groundhog Day before I fall. <laughs> I mean, I like Steven Toblowski in Groundhog Day. Like, his character's fun. Um, but, yeah, I just... I And it sucks. And it's maybe... It's maybe. Maybe. I'm at a different point in life than I was, like, in the mid-90s when I saw it. That maybe, slightly, I should watch it again. Because I can't... I won't lie. I haven't watched it since 95, 96. Like, I, I saw it a couple of times, like, high school time. Maybe I need to go revisit it and give it another shot, but I—that's the movie that I've refused to watch like with anybody forever. So I, it's possible that I would feel differently about it now, but I just—I remember like I mean, the things that he does to like kill himself, I thought were really dark and not funny. I think I wanted more. I guess you know what? Probably the biggest thing is is I was expecting like a, a real Bill Murray type of comedy instead of a like dark comedy that I got. Yeah, I can uh, see that. So going back now, it's possible that I might enjoy it more, but like that was what turned me off to it so much. Where I just was like, I'm, I, I don't like Bill Murray in this. I don't like his character. I don't enjoy the things that he's doing. And then like the way he's trying to seduce um, Andy McDowell. Yes, I'm just like this guy is just like a skeezy scumbag. Like he's, I don't know. And again, I was coming off this wholesome viewing of 1201 and how much I love 1201 where Jonathan Silverman and uh, what? Oh, okay. All right, well, sorry, back, all right, so we'll talk about 1201 later. Uh, but with Groundhog Day, I just I didn't like the character as much as I, I like leads in other time loop movies. I can see that. But I mean, it's, you know, it's like a classic Bill Murray movie. To me, it's like he's that's up there with Ghostbusters and Stripes for me, like. I want to like those are Bill Murray great comedies that I could watch almost any time. And so, tell me on like what about it? What what about it do you like so much? Like what part of the movie is it? The story is it his acting? Like what what I, makes it that way for you? It's him, like okay. his character, man. Like I I don't know how you could like a movie like Scrooge and okay. then have a problem with his character in this movie. Like it's almost the exact same kind of movement. 
uh, where he's a complete dick and then he becomes something else because he goes through these experiences. And I, I think that he's just funny, man. And then like the physical aspect of his comedy that like that you don't ever like, I don't know. I, when I think of comedy, I always think of like silliness and everything, but like, Jim Carrey is kind of like slapstick and over the top comedy. Where Bill Murray had to just like, I'm going to do something that even the film crew wasn't even expecting me to do, and it's going to be caught on camera, and they're probably going to put it in the movie because I'm silly and stupid and have fun. So I can't lie, I remember rolling my eyes when him and the groundhog like drive off the cliff. Like I really remember <laughs> thinking that that was pretty stupid. Don't drive angry. Don't drive angry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, do you think the Groundhog Day is pretty much the epitome of time loop movies? I don't know if it's the best one, to be okay. completely. Okay. But it, it's high. It's high on the list. I can't. Do you remember any other movies doing that before Groundhog Day? Uh, no. I mean, not necessarily. Um, Precious 1201 was after Groundhog Day. I what believe. year was Groundhog Day? I want to say that was 93, 92, 93. Okay, so they were they were the same year because 1201 was 93. Well, and awkwardly, so 1201 with Jonathan Silverman was in 1993. We don't hear about 1201. Okay, you know what? Right, okay. I'm good. I'm good for tonight. Okay. You can okay. talk. Catch you next week. Okay. All right. Uh, later, man. Welcome to episode 28 of Shane Talks, the time loop episode. Tonight, Jason and I are going to be drinking Vince Van Mango. It is a mango-fruited sour from Sun King Brewery here in Indianapolis. Tastes kind of like an alcoholic orange juice. A little sour, lots of lots of orange flavor to it. Really delicious. So, Jason, you got any idea where you want to start with this uh, time loop discussion? Mm. I mean, because if you don't, I definitely want to start talking about 1201. It's my favorite oh, time loop. Oh, I'm good for tonight. I'll catch you next week. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, all right, so uh, Jason and I will be back next week. Uh, the topic of episode 29 is going to be um, MTV in 1999. We're going to look at the 2000 MTV Movie Awards because they uh, are four films that came out in 1999. We're going to compare what the MTV viewers voted for compared to what the Oscar voters voted for, um, see the, the difference in age uh, and, and what was voted for as best picture and actor and actors and stuff like that. Then we're also going to look at the uh, 1999 TRL top uh, video requests of the year. Uh, at, at the end of the year, TRL did some big thing where they went through the 99 top videos that were requested that year. Most of them came out in 99. A couple of them, I think, were from 98. We'll definitely look like the top 20, maybe jump down to some of the other ones for videos that we liked that year. But... Uh, that'll be episode 29. I apologize that episode 28 is, uh, really short, but I really don't feel like talking about time loop movies by myself, so, um, I'm gonna finish this delicious beer from Sun King and call it a night. So, thanks everybody for listening this week. Um, hopefully Jason joins me next week and we can have a real episode. Cheers, guys.